Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 156. It is Monday, June 29th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and DHS is warning healthcare practices about vulnerabilities. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Right, good morning. Happy Monday. Another exciting week begins. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be great. And if you're in a HIPAA, compliance biz- HIPAA compliant business, please go to Facebook and in the search type in Get HIPAA Compliance and join that group. Uh, we have one update to report from Apache. The Apache Software Foundation has released a security advisory to address a vulnerability in Apache Tomcat. An attacker could exploit this vulnerability to cause a denial of service condition. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Sec- Security Agency encourages users and administrators to review the Apache Security Advisor CVE 2019-10072 and upgrade to the appropriate version. So now... 2019 means it was last year that this vulnerability was discovered and the fact that they're releasing the security advisory means that it is more than likely actively being exploited so you need to update ASAP uh, TikTok you may have heard over the weekend that tick Apple found TikTok snooping on people on their phones so on threat post TikTok to stop clipboard snooping after Apple privacy feature exposes behavior app will stop reading users service cut and paste users sorry users device cut and paste data after a new banner alert in an apple update uncovered the activity a new privacy feature in ios 14 sheds light on tiktok's practice of reading iphone users cut and paste data even though the company said in march it would stop apple added a new banner alert to ios 14 that lets users know if a mobile app is pasting from the clipboard and thus able to read to a user's cut and paste data the alert is a result of an investigation by german software engineer tommy misk in February, which discovered that any cut-and-paste data temporarily stored to an iPhone or iPad's memory can be accessed by all apps installed on a specific device, even malicious ones. In the current iOS beta, the alert, which appears as a banner across the top of the device screen, appears any time a paste operation happens. Soon after this release, TikTok users began reporting that the app appears to be constantly reading users' clipboards, even though officials told the UK of publication the Telegraph in March that they would end this practice within weeks. However, several other news outlets and users reported this week after iOS 14 update that TikTok is still snooping with the privacy banner showing up repeatedly on user screens when the app is running. So there you have it. We've long suspected that uh, TikTok is um, spying on people. There's a lot of political stuff in the backgrounds of that. You know, being from ch- being the app is a China app, and the Chinese government does um, certain things a little differently than a lot of other countries do. Um, so there is that. So they have been snooping, apparently. Bleepy computer GeoVision access control devices let hackers steal fingerprint. GeoVision, a Taiwanese fingerprint scanner, access control, and surveillance tech manufacturer, fixed critical vulnerabilities in their devices that could be abused by hackers and nation-state threat actors. During a network security audit last year, Acronis discovered numerous vulnerabilities in GeoVision devices that could allow users to gain 
full and unauthorized access to the cameras. The findings are important because vulnerabilities in mission-critical devices such as biometric fingerprint scanners, surveillance cameras, and other security IOTs could be exploited by nation-state actors to intercept traffic and conduct espionage. In a new report by Acronis, researchers disclosed numerous vulnerabilities in geovision and surveillance equipment and fingerprinter scanners. Acronis security team found four critical vulnerabilities in geovision's devices, including a backdoor password with admin privileges, the reuse of cryptographic keys, and the disclosure of private keys to everyone. All these vulnerabilities could allow state-sponsored attackers to intercept potential traffic, Acronis report states. The CVEs made public by Acronis includes CVE 2020-3928, and 3929, and were found in fingerprint scanners, access card scanners, and access management appliances being used around the world. At least six models have been confirmed by Acronis to be vulnerable. Moreover, because IoT search engines like Census.io and Shodan regularly scan the web for public-facing devices, vulnerable geovision devices can be tapped into the, to by malicious actors to open doors without key cards, spy on users, or even steal fingerprints. So if you don't know, there are websites, including Shodan, which is a very popular one, where you could go and you can search for devices that are facing the Internet, public-facing devices. The vulnerability affecting these devices include a hard-coded root password, shared cryptographic keys, buffer overflow, and log exposure. Patches issued after 10 months, so there were patches issued, but it took them about 10 months to address it. And so if you have any of these devices made by GeoVision, you should update accordingly. Almost 300 Windows 10 executables vulnerable to DLL hijacking. This is also on Bleepy Computer. A simple VB script may be enough to allow users to gain administ administrative privileges and bypass UAC entirely on Windows 10. In a new report from PwC UK security researcher Wits Bukema, we learned that almost 300 Windows 10 executables are vulnerable in two DLL hijacking. Turns out nearly 300 executables in your System32 folder are vulnerable to relative path DLL hijacking. Did you know that with the simple VB script, some of the EXEs can be used to elevate such executions bypassing UAC entirely, explained Bukema. The vulnerable vulnerability referred to here is relative path DLL hijacking, which is when an attacker can cause a legitimate Windows executable to load an arbitrary DLL of the attacker's choice, most likely with malicious intent. DLL hijacking Attacks can prove useful to a skilled attacker as they grant capabilities such as arbitrary code execution, privilege ex escalation, and persistence on the target system. Various techniques of DLL hijacking covered by the Bukema's blog post include DLL replacement, DLL proxying, DLL search order hijacking, phantom DLL hijacking, DLL redirection, WinSXS DLL replacement, and Relative path DLL hijacking. I don't know if it's here in this article, but DLL is dynamic link library, and it's basically you need these for applications and other things on your on your Windows computer to work. Uh, a working example to demonstrate relative path DLL hijacking in practice: Bukema focused on the libraries present present in the Windows System 32 folder on a Windows 10 version 1909 machine. He copied the legitimate winstat.exe process into the downloads folder on his system. He then ran process monitoring tool Procmon to get a better understanding of what the DLLs, the XES, XEE, EXE, sorry, EXE is executable, short for 
uh, well, Windows executables is a file that will run on your computer, is looking for during execution. This allows us to identify all DLLs queried by each application, which uh, which will be all potential hijackable DLL candidates, but it does not automatically follow that all of these are, are also loaded and therefore executed, explain the researcher. The most reliable way to find out which DLLs are properly loaded is to compile our own version of the DLL and make it write to a unique file upon successfully loading. If we can then repeat the above approach for all target executables and DLLs, it will result in a collection of files that tells us which DLLs are confirmed vulnerable to DLL hijacking. What poses a challenge for the attacker, though, is compiling a custom version of, of DLL that can be launched by the executable without any issues. To get a reliable understanding of legitimate DLL structure, Bukema recommends using tools like DLL Export Viewer for analysis. Um, so DLL is vulnerable, and there were 300 executables. Not They're not listed here. Um, 300 executables that are vulnerable to this, but... Uh, sounds like it would take a little bit of effort and time and access to be able to accomplish this type of hijacking. Also on Bleeping Computer, Evil Corp blocked from deploying ransomware on 30 major U.S. firms. Evil Corp gang was blocked from deploying wasted locker ransomware payloads in dozens of attacks against major U.S. corporations, including Fortune 500 companies. The vast majority of targets are major corporations, including many household names. Semantic said, aside from a number of large private companies, there are, were 11 listed companies, eight of which are Fortune 500 companies. The group was involved in the past in the distribution of the Drydex malware toolkit, later used to also deliver other threat actors' malware payloads, as well as the Lockheed ransomware and their own ransomware known as BitPamer until 2019. Evil Corp refreshed their tactics after two of their members were indicted by the U.S. Department of Justice in December of 2019 and are now again in the ransomware business deploying wasted locker in corporate networks and asking for ransoms of millions of dollars. So we talked about that last week, but now there is reports that uh, a few dozen companies have been targeted in the U.S. At least 31 customer organizations have been attacked, meaning the total number of attackers, the total number of attacks may be much higher. Researchers at Symantec who spotted these attacks explained the attackers had breached the networks of targeted org organizations and were in process of laying the groundwork for staging ransomware attacks. Only one of the 31 large private companies that were targeted was not a U.S. company, but instead a U.S.-based subsidiary of an overseas multinational. Evil Corp's attacks were directed at a wide range of industry sectors with the focus on manufacturing, with another four orgs from the information technology sector and three from telecommunications um so t uh technology information technology and telecommunications would probably mean they would be able to worm their way into other organizations as well so just be wary if you're if you're running a company you need to be prepared for these types of things and it is it it sounds like like i said last week that ransomware is going to surge in the second half of 2020. On Bleepy Computer, new ransom X ransomware used in Texas TX, Texas DOT cyber attack. So the, tech, the Texas Department of Transportation we talked about uh, in May was hit with a ransomware attack. Um, so a little bit of an update. So it is called Ransom X. It's 
is being actively used in human-operated and targeted attacks against government agencies and enterprises. Human-operated means they're probably coming in through phishing. Um, we still don't know for the, so there was also the Texas court system, but due to ransomware sample found by Malware Hunter team, we now know that Texas DOT suffered an attack by the new targeted ransomware called Ransom X. This is a new one. Um, there is some detail on this Ransom X ransomware. And it does not look like they are exfiltrating the critical files at this point. But um, you can expect that they'll change that tactic at some point. So Ransom X is a new ransomware strain that is out there. On NBC News, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, has sent hundreds of vulnerability and notifications to medical sector during coronavirus pandemic. The Department of Homeland Security has sent hundreds of tailored notifications of potential vulnerabilities to the medical sector since the coronavirus pandemic began, according to an official who spoke Wednesday at a webinar hosted by cybersecurity company CrowdStrike. The notifications are not evidence of breaches, but they provide a snapshot of just how many potential targets hackers have in the medical industry as the pandemic spreads. Brian Ware, Assistant Director for Cybersecurity for Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, said the U.S. government has secret working lists of coronavirus research institutions that it can give prioritized cybersecurity protections. The list of organizations referred to within CISA as Tier 1 institutions institutions is a short collection of under 100 universities and pharmaceutical companies working to create and distribute vaccines or other coronavirus treatments and are natural targets for elite hackers. At the onset of COVID-19 pandemic, we recognized just how vital the healthcare sector was to the response. Ware said in an email, the new details show how the government has responded to cybersecurity threats during the pandemic, which have included efforts from a sophisticated state-backed hackers. In May, CISA and the FBI issued a technical advisory warning that China was engaged in a robust campaign to hack institutions involved in coronavirus research consistent with the long-standing campaign to steal intellectual property. Separately, researchers have identified a similar campaign from Iran, although it is unclear how successful those efforts have been. The Tier 1 list is part of the CISA mission initially referred to internally as Project Taken after a memo agency director Chris Krebs circulated in March. The name is a reference from, to the Liam Neeson movie in which the prop protagonist sends a clear message to the bad guys that we will use this his very particular set of skills to protect what's important to him, Ware said. The agency considers it part of what President Donald Trump calls Operation Warp Speed, a broad effort to speed coronavirus vaccine research. The list is curated with the FBI and the Department of Homeland, uh, I'm sorry, the Department of Health and Human Services. CISA collects information about potential cyber threats from a number of organizations, from the National Security Agency to civilian Slack groups of cybersecurity workers lending their free time. We have placed special focus on Tier 1 entities, asking our partners to be on the lookout for them, in particular, where said organizations on the list that it that one can have their internet connected devices remotely scanned for vulnerabilities, which is what I was, what I suspected was happening. And so that's how they determined that, um, you know, so hundreds of vulnerability notifications were being sent out. They're doing these vulnerability scans and identifying those vulnerabilities.
All right, that is going to do it for this edition of the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.